Welcome to the Travelers on Fire podcast, an adventure travel podcast that will provide you inspiring travel stories from experts around the world and helps you getting ready for your next adventure. I'm your host, Hannah Fuhl, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello from Berlin this time. I don't know if you know, but I'm not on the trip with Nadim all the time. I'm visiting him every three weeks. And now I'm in Berlin doing my master's. And now I can't visit him because I'm in my exam times. So that's why he's going to visit me next week because I have to study a lot. I'm studying energy engineering and environmental resources. Okay, and since I'm learning a lot about all these topics that have to do with sustainability, about how we're using our energy that we have in this world and the environmental resources, how we're exploiting this planet by consuming, consuming, consuming... I just thought, okay, what can I do to, I don't know, to help this a little bit. And right now, the only idea I have is escape my studies for a few minutes or hours and record an episode about how you can live and travel environmentally friendlier. So I'm just going to tell you a bit what I know and what I'm doing in my everyday life. And maybe you can implement some small things of that. Because to be fair, everyone who's traveling a lot has a massive ecological footprint. Because if we're taking airplanes all the time, this is actually really, really bad for the environment. But I also know that when you like traveling, it's really hard to resist to take airplanes because you would have to walk or to cycle. And to be fair, not everyone has such a long time to explore the world by foot or by bicycle. So I thought about telling you some small things that you can do in return if you're already taking many flights and doing a lot of harm to the environment by that. But no worries, I'm not going to talk about things like you have to become vegan right now or you have to live waste-free from now because I think these are way too high goals to achieve right now. And I think it's much better to start with small steps that you can implement today and they're not going to change your life, but they are going to change your ecological footprint. Oh yeah, and by the way, if I'm talking about the ecological footprint, I mean like the footprint we're leaving on this world. So kind of the damage we're doing to the world. I remember when I was in Africa the first time and I saw these people just burning massive mountains of plastic, throwing out all the trash out of their windows, out of the cars and stuff. I just thought, oh my God, how can they not care about the environment at all? And then at some point I realized, hey, Hannah, you don't have to say anything because your ecological footprint is way, way, way bigger than the ecological footprint of any of these people here because you're living in a Western society that is based on consumption, consumption, consumption. The more we consume, the better it is. The higher the GDP of a country, the better it is. And that is the problem. All these economies, all these Western societies are based on growth and consumption. 
But consuming means also consuming all these environmental resources, consuming energy. And the problem is that all of us are assuming this to be the truth. We are all in that mindset, all in that wheel and we're all believing that an economy is only good if it's growing and if it's selling and consuming a lot of products. We're getting thrilled in school and in universities that the more you sell of a product, the better it is. The more customers you have, the better it is. And it really doesn't even matter if this customer needs your product or not. Just sell it. We even have whole marketing departments to make people aware that they need stuff that they never even thought about that they would need it. How crazy is this? And this is the point where we have to stop because you have to imagine everything you buy includes so much energy to produce, so many environmental resources, like so much water, so much other stuff. And yeah, we have to stop consuming more than we're allowed because nowadays Western societies are using many, many more environmental resources than they are allowed. And that's why we're exploiting this planet so crazily. Okay, so way number one to reduce your own ecological footprint is buy only what you need. Question it twice if you really need this product now and buy quality products that last longer. And if they break, repair them instead of throwing them away. Because I know it myself. Let's say, let's take a jacket. The zipper is not working anymore. I did wear it already for two or three seasons. And then I think, okay, maybe I should just buy a new one, you know, to repair it, to make the zipper new. Is anyway the same price as buying a new one or almost. So then I can also throw it away now and get a new one, right? But we always have to question ourselves if it is also the same price that nature has to pay if we're throwing away this jacket and buying a new one or if we repaired that zipper and tried to wear it another season. So you have to imagine that producing this jacket, it did need an enormous amount of energy and environmental resources. The material for your jacket has to be grown somewhere. To grow it, ground is needed that is often created by destroying forests and cutting the trees. And after these trees are cut, let's say in the rainforest of Brazil, They are often getting burned and then all the carbon dioxide that is stored inside these trees is released to the atmosphere and enhancing global warming. Then let's say your jacket includes cotton. Cotton needs an enormous amount of water and also an enormous amount of pesticides is used to make that cotton grow faster so you can have more harvest seasons per year. And these pesticides are often ending up in our groundwater or rivers and lakes. And the ground becomes also kind of addicted to these pesticides. So it will need more and more pesticides with time. And the circle goes on. I just want to show you that you have to ask yourself if buying a new jacket is really worth it compared to repairing it. And the thing is, especially when you're traveling, you really want to have good quality stuff. Rather buy it once with good quality instead of cheap stuff. And then you're in the middle of nowhere and it breaks down. I tell you, this is so annoying. Yeah, one of the biggest problems with that is that users that have to cut a decision about which product to buy are often deciding by the investment costs instead of the so-called life cycle costs. Let's, for example, take an LED lamp versus a normal lamp. The LED lamp is much more expensive, maybe 10 times more expensive 
But the thing is, don't forget that the normal lamp consumes much more energy than the LED lamp and also has to be replaced many more times than the LED lamp. So in the end, you have to ask yourself, which product is cheaper during the whole life cycle? And like this, you also have to think about any other products like clothes or technology because quality mostly pays off. But also remember, buy quality, don't buy the brand because not all products that are expensive are quality products. Yeah, so don't try to save on gear like shoes or the backpack or also some clothing because there's this quote, a poor man can't afford buying cheap things. And I think this is so true because if you're going to buy cheap things, they are going to break down and you have to buy them over and over again. So buy once a good quality product and always have your small repair kit with you and you are solved. Yeah, and to this topic, I can recommend one book. It's written by the founder of the brand Patagonia. It's an amazing outdoor brand that really at least tries to reduce its ecological footprint on the world. And there it's really talking about how harmful it actually is to grow all this material for all this clothing that we're wearing. And yeah, it's called Let My People Go Surfing. Yeah, reading it was really an eye-opener and I can only recommend it. Okay, the next thing to do to reduce your ecological footprint. If you are traveling and you took too much stuff and you want to get rid of stuff, don't throw it away, give it to the people. I just uploaded an episode about how to travel light and how to not take too much stuff. But I am also still guilty of it. I always take too much stuff and then... While I'm on the journey, I realize, oh no, it's way too much weight and I have to get rid of things. And then don't throw them away. You can sometimes, for example, leave them in the hostel and then some people that are walking in and out can see it. Oh, there's a tent. I could use it or I don't know, any other stuff. We had it, for example, in Asia. We exchanged our tent for a mosquito net and we could have thrown away the tent. But then we thought, no, man, it's still in a good shape. So we gave it to some people there. They were happy about it, we were happy about it, and we extended the lifespan of the product. Okay, the next point, buy a good reusable water bottle and coffee cup that you always carry with you. When we were traveling on a bicycle through Asia, it struck myself to see how many plastic bottles we had to buy and throw away because we couldn't drink the tap water there. And as There weren't bins everywhere. We had to carry the empty plastic bottles with us for long distances. And already after two days, we barely had space anymore to carry them on because there just have been so many bottles. But if we can carry them, how should our planet be able to store all these plastic bottles? At some point, it's going to be over, guys. I mean, I guess all of you have seen these pictures of these sea animals having all these plastic in their stomachs. So, yeah, usually we had our drinking bottles that we were always filling up. But in Asia, we couldn't drink the tap water. So we always had to buy these bottles. But if you're living or traveling in a country where you can't drink the tap water, do it. And just buy a bottle that you can always carry with you and fill it up everywhere. Right now, I'm not leaving the house anymore without my filler bottle. If you only like sparkling water, get a soda max for your home. The water tastes really amazing and you never will have to carry massive six packs of water into your home anymore. Because with these soda machines, you can just make sparkling water out of tap water. 
And if you're maybe a big coffee drinker that often buys coffee in your university, at work, or when you're traveling, then get your own coffee cup and ask the people in the coffee shops to fill up your own one instead of giving you another plastic coffee cup. And often you even save money with it because many shops nowadays are already making you pay for coffee cups. Okay, so last but not least, reduce your meat consumption. First of all, I really don't want to ask anyone to become a vegetarian or a vegan. And I also don't judge anyone who's eating meat. I'm doing that myself every now and then. But I also think it's important to inform people about the consequences of eating meat because everyone is talking about the importance of electric cars and renewable energy. But many people still don't know why eating meat is one of the major contributors to climate change. And that's why I want to give you some facts now. So let's take a nice steak from the steakhouse. Let's have a look what it takes to produce one single 100 gram steak. Okay, first of all, it takes around 1,500 liters of water to produce a 100 gram steak. This is to grow the food for the cow and to supply the drinking water for the cow. So to produce one steak, 1,500 liters of water are used. With that, you can take a bath 10 times. And besides, a major part of forest or rainforest is destroyed to grow the food for cows around the world because the land of the major meat consumers like the States or also Europe is not enough anymore to grow all the food for our way too high demand for meat. That's why an incredible amount of rainforest is destroyed every day to have enough land to grow the food for the cows. And the problem is, like I said before, that these massive trees and plants of the rainforests are storing a lot of CO2, which is set free by cutting these trees and burning them. And this wood is not even used, it's just burned to get rid of it and to gain land. And of course, these trees are now gone and can't take out any CO2 of the air anymore. The next thing is that... Half of the worldwide harvested grain and 90% of the worldwide crop of soya is fed to the animals and not to people. So if all these grains and soya could be fed to people instead of cows, statistically seen, no one in this world would have to starve anymore. Yeah, a next big problem is that the digestion of cattle produces a lot of methane. Methane has a 23 times higher global warming potential than CO2. That means if a cow produces one kilogram of methane, it's warming up the world 23 times more than if you're emitting one kilogram of CO2 with your car. And a cow produces more or less between two and 300 kilograms of methane per day. So researchers came to the conclusion that only one cow already is more harmful to our climate than driving a normal gasoline car around 20,000 kilometers per year. Okay, so I hope I could give you a bit of an insight about the consequences of eating meat. And in my opinion, it's totally fine to eat a steak every now and then if you really appreciate it now. But to do that every day is just really harmful to our climate. And I think already having the consequences in mind and reducing the meat consumption for a little bit is a step forward for this planet. And by the way, you can look up 
the environmental impact of every product or every food by just googling its water footprint and its product carbon footprint. So if we want to continue traveling and exploring this beautiful planet, we should try to live and travel more sustainably. And if each one who's listening right now is only implementing one of these mentioned ideas and trying to tell one more person about it, we've made progress today. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any further questions referring to these environmental topics, you can always hit me up. Maybe I can help you. And yeah, enjoy your day. I'm gonna get back to my studies now.